All right, dedication time. Paul knows it. Uh, Paul, what would you like to dedicate this episode to? I would like to dedicate this episode to more creative talent, my my agents that I work with. Um, for people that don't know more creative, they were actually established here in the Twin Cities in 1958. So they're like one of the top tier Twin Cities agencies, and they've been really great on like kind of really understanding like who I am as a performer and what I'm doing. And um, so shout out to Alicia, Kate, Tom, Haley, and recently retired Twin Cities agent, Carol. All right. Oh, to the more creative agents. Yep. Love it. All right, uh, back on the episode, I'm Nick. Uh, before I begin and talk to Paul, uh, I'll let you know that I'm on YouTube, Kyle and Nick on Film uh, with Kyle Gothy. We critique two movies a week. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe and check out the Patreon for great deals. And it's summer, so we're almost winding down our summer hits. And today, uh, when we're recording, we're talking about animation on our show. So that's the last art form for movies. A lot of animation that's really good kind of gets ignored when we critique movies. So we're going, going to our whole conglomerate of investigation of full feature animations. Today we have Paul Cram. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Nick. I'm glad to be here chatting. So you have, all, since we're talking about YouTube, I was talking about YouTube, you have a YouTube channel as well. I do have a YouTube channel as well, yes. Okay. And off the top of my head, I forget what the <laughs> I forget what the actual URL of it is, but if people yeah. just go to YouTube, type in Paul Cram, it'll pop up. Yeah. And you're critiquing books too. This is fascinating. I actually, yeah. you know, I am... Yes, I, I'm critiquing books, and I, I I'm part of a book club, so I <laughs> I love talking books, and I love um, that's actually I I love libraries, I love books, I love talking about books, I love reading. I'm a huge bookworm, um, so yeah, yeah. Is there is there a criteria how you or just this book club selects it, or how do you go the process? Of you know, books? most of the books in, in in this book specific book club are nonfiction, um, so there isn't really a other other than that, it's really broad. <laughs> like, um, but I also read a ton of my favorite genre of books is actually young adult fiction, so I read a ton of like dystopian, The Hunger Games. I mean, you know, you, you fifth yeah. wave, <laughs> yes, fifth exactly, wave, right, yeah. all of that. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. So. There isn't a big rhyme or reason to the books that I'm talking about on my YouTube channel and stuff like that. But if people like to read, I mean, check it out. Cause Has it always been part of you or is this something that's developed? Always been, even as a kid, a kind of a bookworm kind of a- Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's actually how I got my start, I guess you would say, in... Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of the Barrymores or, or someone who was sort of grand <laughs> grandfathered into <laughs> Just, into the entertainment industry. Like I put knew, in the world, right? Yeah. yeah, I knew no one. But my, um, yeah, when I was in, you know, in high school, I was like, I really, really want to be an actor. Um, and my mom actually, she's like, cool. How are you going to do it? So I went to the library, and I'm, I kid you not, the the stack of books was probably almost taller than I was. <laughs> 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 of how what acting is and all that. Well, stuff. I got every book Our I could movies, possibly yeah. on the subject. So I was I read like even fiction if it had anything to do with like acting and performing in that yeah. world and things like that. So I mean, I just I was reading, reading, reading voraciously, reading it all. So 
that was that was how I kind of got started. Well, I like the start of it because as acting, you, that's a lot of what you do, right? You're reading scripts, you're reading mm-hmm. constantly reading it. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it almost consistently of reading different stories and how to interpret the story. So because sometimes absolutely, because yeah. I've read a script where it's it's I was nobody just told ask. me. Yeah, I was nope. just going to say how many how many scripts have you read a ton of scripts as well? Um, well, for practice for film class and all that stuff, yeah, it's, okay. I, I'm up there, but. It's hard because nobody, if you don't tell anybody, like it's a parody, and you read a script and you're like, is this supposed to be funny? <laughs> like, what is, what is, are the, you supposed to be serious? What is the tone? What are we going for here? Right, yeah. Um, I actually really hate reading scripts. I despise it because of what? the fact that, like, to me, a script is not meant to be read for enjoyment, it is actually meant to be produced. So when I'm reading them, it's very, I, I do not enjoy reading scripts at all. Um, I'm trying to decipher, break it down. Like, because I'm trying to break it down in that work sort of mindset where it's right. like, okay, da, da, you know, it's, it's where the beat changes, are, where the beats are, what's happening, what's going on, you know? And for some reason, this is making me think a lot, like what you just said too, of like, what is the sort of the tone of the script? Yeah. Um, because of 2020 having been what it was this past year, you know, yeah. I'm so glad to be in 2021, but um, I'm seeing so many more, you know, self-tapes, which is not necessarily new. Like as an actor, it's not necessarily new to be doing self-tapes, but right. what's new, at least here for myself in the Twin Cities right now is there's more self-tapes happening with local casting directors, whereas, you know, before 2020, it was like, no, 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 come inside, come into, the, yeah. you know, and and that's so helpful for me as a performer to have a casting director who is Paul. <laughs> that's really cute, but that's not the tone of this piece. That's not, yeah. you're doing it funny and it's not supposed to be funny. You know what I mean? That That kind of insight that a casting director can bring. Right, I noticed that too because we had to do Zoom, uh, you know, uh, Zoom talks and all that stuff for my my short film and submission of uh, uh, audition tapes, and a lot of people didn't really understand what I was going through, so the audition yes. tapes didn't really yes. hit it until I had somebody like I had somebody, an actress, can you just explain the tone of what you're going through before I submit my audition? I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, I should actually next time, yeah, if we do in vocal, that's a good idea. We should put like, what's the tone here? Because even though you can translate and read it, something where it's a soft moment. Why leave yeah. it up to chance, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's that, um, yeah. like I always appreciate it when I, like when my agent sends me stuff, I always appreciate it when they're like, when they give me reference points, not to, not to be like pigeonholed and not to be like, we're recreating the Hobbit. You know what I mean? Not, not that it needs to be that literal, but just having some reference points as a performer is helpful for me. Um, well, I do that too with my scripts when I submit them. It's like it's kind of be kind of kind of like this movie mixing with this movie mm-hmm. and this movie. Yeah. So it's an option like, well, check it out. And sometimes it's like not the gore of this, just the look, the style, and the tone of it. But sometimes you use references. People think like, oh, we're gonna do exactly like this movie. No, I'm, we're not gonna lift this entire movie, but the look, the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. there's that vibe, that tone, that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which kind of gets when you just read the bare bones of a script, you don't understand really what they want, right? It's hard. When I think of like um, even some shows, like some TV shows that I really, I mean, I think most people have seen Breaking Bad or something like that. Like yeah. I think on the page, um, 
on the page itself, if you did not know the tone, I would be a little bit like, what is this? Like, I don't... <laughs> Where like, are we going? Right? <laughs> what's yeah. like, okay, so yeah. close up of a little eye from a doll and it, like, okay, what? Like, this sounds, it could go, it could go so bad where it's like, this is so stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that happened with my film. I got so, um, I don't think people, when I wrote it, I didn't, the tone, the theme of it, and it's a little bit already convoluted. <laughs> and if you don't understand the translation, it's going to be even yeah. more convoluted. Yeah, even though I always say, if my why does my art have to make sense when the real world doesn't? But you want to understand some clarity of where we're going with it, right? Well, yeah, and yeah. there, yeah, and that's the. I don't know. Is that the eternal struggle in a way for like I, when I think of like communicating with the director and, and communicating with me as the actor and it's just like, yeah. but having that grand vision and I don't know, it's it's part of why I love being an actor. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. There's just that is, is, I don't know, all those motivations and tone and things. It's, it's, I enjoy it. So as acting, have you done stage and movie or? I have done stage. It's been a while since I've done stage. Um, Part of that, I, I love stage. These aren't like apples to, I, I feel like comparing stage acting to uh, film, film acting, acting, kind of similar to what you were saying a little bit earlier, you know, um, that referencing Bill Cooper's analogy of like directing uh, <laughs> directing theater as opposed to directing <laughs> um, film and what the, you know, one of them's like driving a bus, the other one's like driving a tiny little, <laughs> tiny little right, car. The subtleties, right? Yeah, the subtleties and things like that. Um, you know, it reminds me, I, I, I auditioned for, uh, this would have been years ago now, but I had auditioned for the theater company, Theater de la June Lune, okay. when it was here in town, and, and the director, Dominique Saran, um, it was like one of the first times that I had ever auditioned for him, and, and, you know, I did it, and he, and I just remember, he looks at me, and he's like, oh gosh, you are film, like, <laughs> you just drip film, yeah. and I held my head high, I was just like, you know what? I think he's not wrong. You know, like I didn't right. get cast and I didn't end up working with them, but I was like, you know what? He's right. He's right. So. Right. It's just different avenues. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, it's different styles. Like I always reference like comic books. It's just some people are into the superhero. And I have it all over my walls. The superhero genre comic books where it's just splash action, 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 maybe a little yes. bit of story, but yes. we know where we're making it. Where there's other comic books where we're going to work a little more with the story, the content, and bleed a little bit with the less content. But yeah, it's yeah. a different yeah. medium. Yeah. It's it's different media, different mediums. And and for anybody listening, I do have to mention, by the way, because you mentioned comic books, mm -hmm. um, both Nick and me, <laughs> we have not quite the exact same t-shirts on. Oh, we have to take a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do have to take a picture. Because so I'm wearing X-Men and you're wearing Avengers. Yes, and, yes, and, yes, yes. There are some series that I have it on my wall of X-Men versus Avengers. Oh, perfect. Well, so there was a long series of Avengers versus <laughs> X-Men, almost like Civil War. Maybe we'll have to take a picture by, by those, <laughs> those specific ones. Um, yeah. 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 Well, that's the one thing with comic books. They, they knew, and kids aren't dumb, where if you had money and if you want to buy a superhero comic book, were you going to buy just the Batman comic book or are you going to buy the one with Batman and everybody else in it? I would for the get same the one price. With everybody else in it. Right. Yeah. So that's why you get the Justice League and all that stuff. Kids, mm -hmm. kids knew mm -hmm. the more with this low, the same price. Well, yeah. Well, well, we're all of them instead of just one. Yes. So that's where they were more successful, the team ups and everything or the verses. Because kids, you know, when they have a dollar, they're not just going to buy just the Iron Man comic book they want to buy the iron man with spider-man yeah sure yeah get right better, exactly get exactly here's yeah. here's the whole package and yeah. as you're saying that it reminds me a little bit of some things that i'm 
this is not new. I think people will know this, but it's something that I'm experiencing more, I guess, um, where movie productions and things like that, they're selling packages now. It's not quite so much. Uh, I mean, again, this is not new, but um, it's, it's, here's a package of like, we'll give you, you know, you, you make this movie and you're going to get, um, Charlize Theron and, you know, Wentworth Miller, take your pick of names, you know, you're going to get these people and then we'll also throw in these people and we'll also have, you know, it's this package thing. You're going to get this instead of it being what's what's behind it what's the real story yeah it's yeah. an it's an interesting i don't know it's well, interesting. we investigated with the whole um on my youtube channel the disaster movies of the 70s which that was the old hollywood system of you pluck everybody where the, mm-hmm. the owner mm-hmm. of the film company sat there on probably january 1st all right this script bogart's gonna do that one this one where you <laughs> yeah. just and then you hired Oops. the producers in charge where you hired the director the actors and all that stuff yeah yeah and it's, Late in the early seventies, that system was dying out because new the new Hollywood like Spielberg and they were um, all coming in. They're all coming yeah. in with their point of views. They're hiring the crew and then they're selling it to the producers. Well, the producers' last grab was to do the old old style of just grabbing up the old style new old Hollywood yeah, and make a big yeah. production out of it and make uh, a big production. Towering Inferno, you know all that stuff. Yeah. So, are you seeing that more? I guess because. Like I'm relating it to some of the current projects I've worked on where I'm like, oh, okay, I see how this all was put together. So I guess I may be understanding some of the behind the scenes a little bit more. Are you seeing that system sort of coming back or no? I think it does kind of get back a little bit Okay, where everything where the director's completely in charge, where we have like in the 80s and 90s and he predicts what even his own company predicts who he's going to distribute. Right, 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 right. And then a lot of the laws are kind of getting relaxed where I think production wants total control now and they know how to sell it and market and advertise so mm-hmm. i think everything comes mm-hmm. back in waves a little bit yeah well i mean yeah, yeah. what's well, that what's disaster that? movies of the 70s yeah. came back in the 90s <laughs> they did absolutely Twister and all that stuff so. um no it makes me think yeah that cliche is saying history repeats itself and in yeah. this industry it definitely seems like it is as well it's always that that psycho- we learn in psychology you have more in common with your grandparents than your parents because who does your grandparents rebel against <laughs> <laughs> and how do you rebel against your parents interesting <laughs> so you have more in common with your grandparents than your parents oh <laughs> now i'm doing all that mental inventory of like okay who are my grandparents and what were they like and did i you know <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, it always, always kind of comes back and you always kind of skips but yeah 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 that makes sense to me that does make sense to me well yeah because it's just it's a theory it doesn't really absolutely work for all the time but how millennials and baby boomers don't really get along and then uh, the gym, yeah, yeah yeah no i get it yeah. i get it that's a, that's an interesting i haven't i just i haven't heard it phrased quite in that way before but yeah it <laughs> it makes sense um yeah hmm. so hmm. with acting you were in, um, and a lot of people can like in the IMDb. Um, you just recently finished what's called the Social Soviet Experiment. Is um, that- I that was that that's been done for a little bit, but yeah, the Soviet oh, Soup in- Experiment. Yeah, and it is it's in a little bit of limbo right at the moment but yeah i was in okay, the soviet so sleep experiment um shout out to local director barry anderson it was yeah uh, yeah 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 he he directed that and um it's they they did show it actually at the twin cities film festival that's why i'm asking you because yeah. i remember yep. when i started the show people were talking about this yeah and, yeah. and it's it's 
Um, I'm excited for people to see it. I don't know when that will be. Okay. So um, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, and I, I did, I talked to Barry actually a couple of weeks ago and I was just, you know, getting, getting a little bit caught up on what he's up to. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit in limbo, but it's one of those things like everybody that's seen it so far, which is a very small select few people okay. um, love it. And I love it. I actually think it's a really exciting piece. So I'm excited for people to see it. I just don't know when that's going to be. Um, but I actually, I, I wanted to mention to you, I don't yeah. even, I don't think it's even on my IMDb yet, but I just wrapped on a film um, that filmed up in uh, Two Harbors. And I just wanted to mention, you actually had Arden. Arden, I want to say Mac- her last name is, is it Mikalek? Mikalek. Mikalek? Yeah, Something like that. Arden. Yeah, she was on episode 143 in March of 2021. Um, her and I actually are in a few scenes together. You share a scene together with Arden? We do, we do, we do. So she was she was delightful. Isn't um, she just difficult to work with? So hard, so hard. Yeah, if, if you think charming and sweet <laughs> and kind is hard to work with, then that is, that is Arden. So I just wanted to give a shout out to her too because it was really a fun, uh, her and I interact very briefly, but um, that movie, if you don't mind me just talking about it. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, that movie, I was so excited to work on it. What's the, the title of it? Abroad. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Abroad, directed by Italian director Giovanni Fumo. And um, it stars, everybody's just going to have to forgive me because I do not know the two lead actors. I I don't technically know how to say their last names, so please forgive me. Yeah, hey, if you're struggling with if you're struggling with Arden's <laughs> last name, <laughs> I'm struggling with the Arden's last name. But the two lead actors in Abroad are from South Korea: Seungbum and Youngju. Oh, they came here in Minnesota, and yeah, they came to Minnesota. So it was it was such a delight to work on a film. I I, I haven't really worked on a film that was bilingual before, so this was a cool new experience for myself and myself and Seungbum. Um, like his English is, it's, it's like life reflecting art because in the film, it's actually a big part of the film is that, and I'll, and I'll give you a synopsis. The synopsis of abroad is two, um, two young people from South Korea visit and they are visiting to see the Northern lights and then a murder occurs and they get tangled up in it and they do not speak English well. So it turns into this really complicated thing yeah um those are my kind of stories and it's why i love it i was like this it's one of the few scripts i have to say too it's one of the few scripts i kept turning the page i was like oh my gosh what happened what happens what happens what happens um so i'm so thrilled for that like good it's called abroad and you just finished it's called abroad literally we just wrapped like a couple of weeks ago so uh yeah yeah it's it's um it's a, it's a cool it's a really cool film. So there's a lot of there's a lot of actors that people will know in it. Chris Carlson, uh, Christina Baldwin, myself, obviously Arden, um, <laughs> and yeah. So I was we were just up there, and I, and I and I this ties into something too that I would love for people to hear about. Um, they were able to actually shoot that up in Two Harbors and in the you know the North Shore area. Yeah, that's um, way up. That's so that's way up there. Yeah, it's like Canada. Iron Rangeish esque. Right. Um, but there's a tax, they just passed like a tax incentive up there. Yeah, great. Yep. And they were able to, they were going to film this there without that, but because they had it, they actually were able to kick up the production even more, which was amazing to me. Um, well, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I can talk and talk and talk about this, but I it ties into something that is really near and dear to me, which is 
fingers crossed, knock on wood, say a little prayer. Um, there's really good news happening. And by the time this comes out, we may have sealed the deal on this, but a statewide tax incentive is, it's already gone through the Senate and the House. It actually went through the governor. It was on his desk. And I'm like, they just need to, they need to sign it and have the ink dry before I'm like, world this is amazing we're so close and it sounds like it's going to go through but as of right this moment right before i walked in actually they're still not haven't signed it hopefully it gets it's just the start of it it's not a big huge deal though in credit but it's just a little bit of something it's it's almost like get the engine started kind of it's it's it kind of hails back to if people remember um it hails back to like the early 90s when like films like the mighty ducks and you know dropped it gorgeous and some of those were here a lot in part because of the tax uh, at that time, that tax incentive, but jingle all the way, all yeah, way jingle all the way, all yeah. those and stuff. So this one, um, this one would, there's, there, there's a lot of good with this. I mean, it, it would, yeah. it would be that thing that would really jumpstart a re kind of reignite the film community here. So I'm thrilled because for me yeah. specifically, like let's rock it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I, I love traveling the, the nation working on projects, but bring them here. Let's do it. Right. Because a lot of, we, every time we research movies, um, like they're supposed to be filmed here, yep. but they go to Canada yep. or mm-hmm. they go to Nevada where there's snow in the mountains and the lakes and everything. And you got good locations. You have amazing talent here that you could just mm-hmm. recruit yeah. just for staying here. And I not even for crew, but in front of the camera, behind the camera, you have amazing people that mm-hmm. work it here. Exactly. That just do it for just be, sometimes they just do it because they love doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. It's nice to get. Hopefully, we get some talent that gets recognized because it's just amazing. How many I've been on? Yes, seven different sets. I am sets. Paul Cram. <laughs> yeah, no. and it's just yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah. You go to set and you're like, you should be like doing this somewhere else you really are massively good and we're doing this in, on a little intimate set and everything yeah yeah no there's there's there i agree there's a lot of there's a lot of really good talent and there's a lot of um there's the infrastructure that we can also handle some films here you know what i'm saying like yeah. um i would I, I don't know what state to pick on that maybe doesn't have an infrastructure of film but um you know, take your pick. But if but if they pass something like this, I don't see them necessarily supporting it. But we have shown in the past already. So yes. it's it, people people all sound really favorable towards it. And I just wanted to mention it because I think it's one of those things that here in the Twin Cities, it can not just in the Twin Cities, in the state, it's going to have a huge impact here in the next five years. And I'm ex- really excited. Because yeah, we have a bunch of people that are phenomenal production managers that will know mm-hmm. how to recruit locations, know yeah. how to recruit yep. people, know how to get the engine going and keep it going. There's a lot of creative minds that can have the great divisions and everything, but we have a lot of people that know how to get the movie from big scratch to end and work really well in those yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. The, yeah, lot of the exactly. paperwork, a lot of the paperwork <laughs> that you of, and I hate. All of the, all of the paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, my agent. Yeah, they can handle. That. <laughs> so, with, with yeah. you, your, your story is a little different because with acting, because you're not only have an agent, but you're part of. Don't you have SAG? Yes, I am union. Okay. I am union here in. Uh, yep, I'm SAG AFTRA. SAG AFTRA member. Um, so you almost have like a team behind you, almost. Yeah, it feels really like good. Agents. I have. Union. I have. Yeah, I have the. I have more creative talent, and I have um, SAG AFTRA. And yes, I would agree with you. There's. There is. Um, I mean, I would. I would acknowledge the fact that here in the Twin Cities, this this specific 
region. You yeah. know, we are what we are, which is we're smallish, you know, compared to, you know, New York or LA yeah. or things like that. Yeah. But no, for myself, I am very fortunate that more creative talent that they understand what my goals are and what my vision is and they understand and also have helped foster that. Um, I've never moved to California. I've never moved to New York. Some of that relates to um, family. Some of it relates to just personal decisions. Um, so I've, I've been able to build something here in the Twin Cities and it's yeah. and having having a really agents that support that and then also having, yes, having SAG-AFTRA have my back has been amazing. If there's any actors listening, you know, Twin yeah. Cities actors or performers, um, for myself, like joining the union and stuff was, it's one of those things that was, I had a hard time deciding like do i join the union do i not join the union like what is this market how will this handle me you know what right. happens um but me and who i am as a performer i am very detail oriented in the way where i'm like get all the details get all the t's crossed the i's dotted so that then i don't have to worry cuz i'm i'm kind of that person where i'm like well do you, I need the details done so that like my brain can just stop thinking about that and then let me dive into the creative part. Um, and what that looked like and what that meant, like when I was doing a lot of like even student films and just different things like that is I literally was like, I have a contract on my website, go fill it out and then we can talk. Um, that sort of an approach, which actually is basically what the union does for me. Right. It's like, if you want to work with me now, it's not, I think I think there might be a misconception. Working with the union is not as complicated, I think, as maybe people think. Um, but yeah, it, they it, think they're op- closing off opportunities. Do, yeah. yeah, and for myself and where I'm at, like in my career and stuff, I actually do want to close down some opportunities. Like if if. Um, I've worked on specifically, like if people aren't familiar, I mean, why would they be? But like I, <laughs> I've done. I'm not kidding when I say this. This is not an exaggeration. I think I've done over 75 to 100 student films here in the Twin Cities area over the course of when I started acting. And if you take that number and start to do the math and think about like how many sets that is and how many different people and what that looks like and like for me to start saying, you know, no, I'm not going to do that anymore unless you just go check in with SAG and they have, a, there's a, there's a formula to this and you know, it, 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 it's really good and it's good. Actually, it's really good for filmmakers and for producers and stuff too. Um, it's, it's helpful for everybody basically. Yeah. It's um, like an assistance. It's mm-hmm. a backup. It's a team that helps yeah, you out. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a yeah. method to the madness. <laughs> and it, I, and like I said, like people are nervous that it shuts down opportunities, but like I said, that's a bonus. It cl- cl- clears up a little bit of where you want to go. And you Absolutely. got, and you got, yeah. you got yeah. people that are going to help. And yeah. Help and, yeah. And yeah. It, it's a hundred percent that what you just said, it's like, yep, this is what my goal is, is to be a film actor performer. And that means certain things for myself. And, yeah. you know, at the, when I'm 75, 80 years old, I do want to have a pension and things like that. And it's like, I don't want to just work for free, which I think is, which is a mindset that I've, encountered a lot from performers from actors specifically and yeah well it, yes yeah. especially when you work on smaller films and exactly. i, I make yeah. sure yep. with my smaller film that i could pay as many people as i could and i was like i tell people and i hate it when they're like well i want to come and you said just learn i go 
I want to pay you, man. I just, I just, I hate, yeah. There's, um, for myself and like, like I said, at the, at the, during the dedication, like even for more creative and stuff, like I really recognize something that I did not really see when I was first starting out, which is there's tears, meaning, you know, that whole Level. ladder levels and ladders. And, and there, that's so true. Like in the film world, I see it so much. Cause you know, my nephews are always like, Oh my gosh, you're in a movie. Okay, cool. When is it going to be in every movie theater across the nation? And I'm like, this is a tiered system like i'm in a very low budget you know and like you've got your student films you've got independence you've got you know all these different tiers so i i i hope anybody listening i'm not knocking like oh my gosh i've worked for you know getting gaining experience oh my gosh i did that i i did that but i'm not at that point where um, at some point, you got to say at some point, we're it's moving like, up. it's like, no, I'm moving up and, yeah. and this is a good thing and this is supposed to happen. And if that's you're right. not there yet, that's cool. Mm-hmm. No, no pressure. Like there's, a, there's other actors to go and choose and pick and like rock on there. Right. Other people need to learn too. So, yes, that's uh, what I'm trying to, trying to establish with you is like, you're going, you're moving up the ladder and people think that it's, 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 almost, it's a frightening scare. It's a huge commitment. Yes. You're yes, 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 yes. This yes. is where I'm going to go. I'm not, this is not a hobby anymore. This is not, <laughs> yeah. this is not a, just yeah. a passion. Yeah. This is a job where I'm invested. And sometimes you're working probably more harder when you're not on set than when you're on set. Because you have to, Absolutely. Where I'm, what's my next project? How am I going to, what do I have to do? What are we, you know, all this stuff. So it's a, it's a full-time job even when you're not even on production. Or well, and, and all of that. And then in addition to that, like... Um, even on on recent projects, like being able to, you know, I've run into some funky things here and there, especially in the indie world, where getting paid and just different things like that becomes. It's like, hmm, this is this is what this is interesting, uh, and I'm using air quotes, interesting. <laughs> um, but I back it up, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but being part, having the union having my back is. I, I can't say enough good things about that, just because it's like. Um, being able not only to having an agent that can maybe flex that muscle a little bit mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, huh, where's that check here? You know what I mean? Like having the agent also have the union and be able to be like, wait a minute. It, there's just, there, there's just some good things. In, and in addition to like the money piece, there's, there's onset safety and just, there's just different things like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That have there's, there's, I love it because abroad, um, I did a bunch of my own stunts, which, um, what? Yes, 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 yes. And uh, do you let Sag know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they have uh, Peter Moore, Peter Moore, local uh, stunt. He's a, he's a stunt choreographer. He also is the president of the Twin Cities uh, local SAG after board. Wonderful. Yeah. So he, he was on abroad with me and he, he we worked through, it was quite the stunt sequence. Okay. Um, and I, and I say this relating to like being a member of the union and safety and things like that, because, um, I do not like doing my own stunts. I hate it. I actually rather despise it because I've done it so often. And I've, there's been times when I've really gotten like, um, picture this Nick. Okay. All right. Uh, picture this right. warehouse in Iowa <laughs> and you're in, you're like two, fl- two levels down and it, outside it's blistering heat. Two, two levels down, it's like icy cold. and So we got our contrast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's dark. And, you know, we, me and this other actor, this other actor is probably like 6'5", 
like muscly dude. And for anybody listening that doesn't know, I am a fairly slight of build. Not the same. (laughs) Not the same. Anyway, we're doing- Going with the contract. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) And we're supposed to do this fight fight scene together and you know through the rehearsals it was amazing it was wonderful it was great the director calls action and i could see it in the other actor's eyes he completely went into the moment he had lost all control he came at me and i in the scene actually it ends with him on top of me pistol whipping me supposed to be fake it wasn't fake it was real and he has this metal gun and he's smashing it up against my face and i'm trying to get away from him and everybody on set is like wow this is so real looking because it is <laughs> you know um and i share that with people because it was like uh well one here's a tip for everybody if you ever, ever find yourself in that horrific situation scream the director's name i didn't even think of that and i should that's have good. that's a good idea yeah go, come out of character and scream the director's name and be like this you know st- you know because uh, yeah anyway it's like that whole safe word thing um that's a good idea but they didn't have a stunt coordinator on set which was a problem because actually a lot of what stunt coordinators do is they watch for things like that they watch for us actors when we get a little too in the moment Yeah. yeah that you know the great story about that is that happened in the original movie karate kid during the last contest, the referee was the stunt coordinator. Was he really? Yeah. So he knew all the moves. I love that so much. That's awesome. And he knew awesome. if he got a little out of those time to dial down, we'll take a decompress, but make sure everybody was safe. And he was yes. the referee. So if yes. you want to know the stunt coordinator, yes. Karate Kid, at the, is at the end, that's him in the middle. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. But they usually do that in the old days with Noirs, the boxing cord, the referee was always They usually had the that was the stunt coordinator. And that's yeah. so smart. That's that's just really that's really clever. I know. Now I'm breaking movie magic, but uh, it's it's one of the things. Well, it's it's you have to, and I think Paul and I kind of agree. You have to think all scenarios out before you make your movie, and you have to think about how if it's going to be safe. In my movie, people were going to be dying of a gunshot. I don't want them to hit the hardwood floor, so we had to think of somewhere how we can make sure they fall, but make it look like they kind of maybe show that we're falling. Yeah, yeah, It didn't really work out. I go, what, did it look right? I go, no, but they're safe. I don't, you know. There's, there's, um, I would just add to what you're saying, Nick, too. Um, If you, even in the pre-production part of things, if you contact a stunt coordinator, they will, I say this because uh, there is, a, she's moved into acting more now, but Mary Karch, she's, she lived in LA. She was a stunt coordinator um, and she, well, a stunt performer, I guess more stunt, so, but she did coordinating performer. stuff here and there, but she, um, the projects that I worked on specifically with her and even I would add Peter Moore to that too, but it's just, it's like things like what you're talking about where it's like, Oh, that didn't really look real and getting the stunt coordinator to come over and be like, okay, so what is the angle and how do we want to accomplish this and make this look? Cause I just remember there was this one, there was this one time when my character, he runs out of the house and he punches this other, again, bigger guy in the like just clocks him. Yeah. Uh, and we did it a few times and, until Mary was like, until she was like, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we're doing it from that angle. Okay, Paul, do this. And I did it. And then we watched the footage back and it was insane how good it was. It was like, it was, you know, pick your boxer and it's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so things like that, I think, are really helpful and beneficial. And yeah. I know that the stunt community, it, 
wants to help people too, like 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 performers right. and like people. Like so, I I just want to share that because my experience has been um, don't don't go out all alone. You can a stunt coordinator will make your violence look so amazing. Right. Their intent is how we could block, you know, masking and well, uh, mm-hmm. I'll be safe because you want to rehearse it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, much like a dance, much like a ballet, you want to make sure everybody's safe, but you can want to convince them that it looks real, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. Have you ever had to do like something like that for an audition? Be really animated or have you had an audition like that? I've had some auditions where I've done like pratfalls, like comedic type stuff, and uh, that's yeah. fun to me, but uh, but it's still a stunt. You know, there's still the potential for <laughs> There's still the potential right. no. where it's like, yeah, if this goes wrong. Uh, but I haven't had to do a ton of... Um, auditions are a weird beast, I got to tell you, because sometimes it's, it feels so them. fake. Even though it's, it's not fair to <laughs> the people who are aspiring to want to look for it, but I just I have a my my I've been cut from so many things as a, I hate saying to people no. I like I'm oh, a people sure, I'm sure. a people person and yeah. I I just have a difficult time of saying no, you're not you're not right. It's just I have to get toughened up myself to it. No, I, just, I would actually you know, from my perspective, if you've never worked with a casting director before, I would say try to find one because yeah. they will help with um I think they can buffer that. Like, I don't know. The, yeah. Like, I think of some of the auditions I've had specifically, like, um, oh, oh, Nick, one of the okay. worst auditions I ever had was here in the Twin Cities. And it was at uh, Lynn Blumenthal Casting, and it was for a movie with Josh Hartnett, and, and it was a big deal. And, and um, I walked into the audition room, and I just, like my head, like it was just one of those times. It was bad. It was just I was bad. I it kinda, was off. You kind of had terrible. the vibes I was going to be bad too. But I kind of blanked. <laughs> 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 and um, and the director, he was either one of the I don't know somebody in the room went off on me, went off like like basically borderline screamed at me, like that I was just wasting time and blah 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 blah. Um, and I left and um, I got an email later because I knew one of the assistants and they said, just FYI, Lynn, the cat, the local casting director here in town, because yeah. she wasn't in the room when he did this to me. Um, she, she comes, she, they, they just said later, I just, they're like, Lynn went in there and she was like, do you never, ever talk to my actors that I'm bringing in here like that ever again? Everybody has a bad day. You just chewed out one of the top film actors in the city how dare you um and from that point on after i heard that like i always feel so like supported when, when by lynn ca- especially when there's a casting director there yeah. when there's a casting director there yeah 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 but, yeah. but then even when they're not you know some people are well it was nice because i feel like when there's a casting director there specifically like with lynn and there's other amazing casting directors in town you know babs casting and and a and e like i always feel much more I just feel more safe in a way. Safe meaning like, oh, if a director, I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting dance. Like what it, you're saying. It really, it is kind of a, bu- you come it's in. It's a buffer. Some, some it's pe- a buffer. Yeah. Some people are really committed, come to the, with their unit, the costuming picked out and everything. Yeah. And then you, yeah. people surround by a table and there's a camera in your face and like, all right, let's do it. And it's just this very surreal process that. I, and I've, yeah. I've, I've been yeah. I've sat in auditions where some people are really good at auditions, but it doesn't really translate to onto the films. And some people don't really do well with auditions who are really fantastic when you get yeah. on set. Yeah. yeah. When 
again, like I, I'm singing Lynn's praises because for obvious reasons, I always feel so good with what she's done for me. But um, specifically with Abroad, she was the casting director on Abroad and she, you know, we're doing this weird Zoom <laughs> you know, the, I did a self tape through Zoom, and then obviously we had a callback, and I was like, "This is weird. Like, it's just weird to be on Zoom." And it's like the director's there, Lynn's there. One of the producers is from is in South Korea. One of them's in New York, and like that's a lot on one hand, and then also layered on top of that, it's like this is a weird experience because it's Zoom, where it's like I can't really connect Not even with the, you. The movie, but just yeah, uh, and I did so I did I did it a few times, did the scene and the audition piece, and this is where again, like it was nice to have Lynn because she like what we, what you were just talking about. Lynn was like, hold up, hold up a second. She was like, wait a second, Gio, Giovanni. Um, <laughs> she's like, before you excuse Paul, she's like, I know he's got more and he can do this better. She's like, I know he can do this. And she's like, do you mind if I, if I take this once? And she did that. Nice. And I did the scene again and they were all like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay. You know? And so that's where, that's where, that's where I love the twin cities and I love building community. And it's like, no, Lynn knows what I can do and was recognizing, Oh, Paul's not, <laughs> he's not doing what he can do. And it was really helpful for the director. Cause then the director's like, Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, well let's cast him then. Okay. Like, as opposed to, as opposed to just that idea where it's like, you, you know, Nick, if, if, if I came in and auditioned for you, you meet me for two minutes. You don't, I, you don't know what I can do. That's one another aspect of auditioning. I just hate it. It's all of a sudden, it's yeah. supposed to be like a miracle in two minutes and walk away and everybody's like supposed to applaud. It's just this awkward thing. Yeah, it is an yeah. awkward thing. I would yeah. agree. And as an actor, um, it's kind of part of the beast though. Yeah. yeah. I, rem- uh, I remember, because I love Batman, that there's that um, wonderful story of the Dark Knight where Heath and Keith Christian Bale finally were on set together and dressed up for the interrogation scene. This is the first time they actually were together and they got their marks where they're going to do everything. And Heath looked at Christian's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> and Christian's like, "You're you, have you seen yourself?" <laughs> and no. It's just that you have, and you but, and then you eventually have to wash it away and be part of the environment. This is the world that we're reenacting. This is yeah. the world in which we live. And but exists, you want to yeah. get it out first, yeah. but you're like, "This is so weird. look at you." <laughs> That's the whole part of um, movies is is has that surreal mm-hmm. movement. Yep. Yeah, but you're making something that's trying to make as plausible or artwork that's a little more grounded. Maybe sometimes it's not. Or yeah, yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, Robert Altman's the player of a movie about a guy trying to make a movie in Hollywood and how it's so surreal. <laughs> you know, you walk into a nightclub and there's Jack Lemmon on the piano. It's like you're like what what what? what? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little discombobulating sometimes because he's like, what is reality here? Right? Yeah, right. Right, yeah. right. I haven't actually seen the player, but I know I get the reference. As an actor, I think you can appreciate a lot more than the regular consumer because it's so much of, wow, what? We're trying to make a movie, but sometimes it's mm-hmm. almost like we could make a movie, just try to make a movie. Right. right. There's so many comedic <laughs> awkwardness. and. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. Um, I keep thinking as you're, as you're talking about this too, like um, – uh, like my, my brother tells me this all the time. He's like, you're an actor. He's like, you need to watch more movies. And I was like, I try, but I lose so much interest so fast. Um, it is what it is. I, I think know. it's a different 
and I have this with because I do comic books. I love comic books. And people are like, mm-hmm. oh, have you read this, this, and this, and this? And I go, well, I'm really focusing on making my comic book. Right, 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 right. And I really, I discovered this a lot with actors. Have you watched this movie? Have you watched this movie? Well, I'm an actor. I'm really working on making a movie. And I think yeah. it's the process is when you're in that field of work, it's hard to pluck something and just because you're also part of the industry. And right. you want right. to, I usually want to fo- narrow my focus, unless there's a really good story out there. Yeah, I'll, something really interesting. But I, mostly my world is making comic books. And my release has always been movies. When I think people are making movies and the whole world is movies, movies. But what do you want to do? You want to watch more movies, right? Well, yeah. and, and, and yeah, I can see both. I can see, I can see, I do try to watch a fair amount of things here and there because I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and you can, I think you can really, you can learn a lot a, from that. So it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I don't know. No, right. It's yeah. like I'm saying, I'm not forcing myself to cut off. Yeah, exactly. But um, if I'm like, oh, I'm done with my page. Do I want to sit and read another comic book or do I want to just kind of just decomplate and watch a movie? Exactly. That's not my field and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my wife had the same thing. She loved, she was on a golf team for many years. She was a scholar. She was on the Winona State golf team and she golf, golf, golf. Her summer job was at the golf course, golf, golf, golf. And then she had Four. a day off. And, uh, yeah. And her day off, what do you want? It's my day off. What do you want to do? Let's go play golf. No. <laughs> no. No. It's my day off. <laughs> no. <laughs> so no, that's, I, I, that's I my kind of explanation. I very right? much feel that. I very yeah. much feel that. Because it's hard to watch a movie, I'm assuming even for you as well, it's hard to watch a movie and not deconstruct it. Because I do that all the time where it's like, oh, how did they do that? How did they, you know. And it, It's my favorite. I use, I use Kirk Cobain. I wish I was like you, easily amused. <laughs> and my wife's like i'm gonna hurt oh, you and she I goes like can't that. you just sit and enjoy a movie and i go i really wish i could but i'm watching like why do we have to we're showing this you know the checkoff's gotten you know right right oh there's yeah. a gun oh they better do something with that otherwise you know bad writing yeah all of those types of things start running through one's <laughs> running through one's head yeah yeah um before we go to break, I have to ask Paul, it's my favorite question. Do you have a particular fun cliche that you enjoy seeing? Even though we always have a brass a thing that we hate cliches, but there has to be some that have to get a little bit of fun enjoying seeing in a movie. So I think it. here, I'm not sure if this counts, but I, I do really like physical comedy. So I love it when people like slip and fall. Is that a cliche? Like even well, we the all, banana peel? I'm like, yeah, that's it a makes me laugh. I'm like, <laughs> that's stupid, but it, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. Stepping on a rake when you know yeah. the rake's there. Yeah. It's like, on. I know it's there. I know this is going to be dumb. Like sometimes really dumb comedy. I'm like, I love it. It's like, that's stupid. But, and I love it. But if you can pull off a cliche and you know it's coming mm-hmm. and it's funny, then yep. That's that works, right? I don't. Yeah, have it. We always yeah. try like, oh, hey, cliches, get them out. But if you know how to navigate and make it work, yeah. What's yours, yeah. by the way? Oh, mine's always running in the airport. Oh, at the rock com. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get you. I, and if it was me and you working, there would be a banana peel <laughs> <laughs> at the airport. <laughs> at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would work, right? Go, Hugh Grant. Oh, you fell there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little break with Paul. Uh, take a little break and we'll be back more with Paul Cram. 
Hi, this is Nick from the St. Paul Filmcast, and I want to let you know about a fundraising campaign for a film I'm really looking forward to. Written by previous guest and good friend of the show, Matt Bailey, the film is called Lineage. It's a modern-day story of two sisters. It's a psychological thriller, mystery, character-driven drama with a backstory of Norse mythology. And you know me, I love Norse mythology. Um, check out their contributions and their tiers. Uh, tiers go low as $15. If you like stories of psychological thrillers, if you like Norse mythology, Mythology. Um, you would definitely like this film, Lineage. Check out the links down below, and your contribution would be greatly appreciated. The film is called Lineage. Time is running out. Check out the links today. Well, hello everyone. I am Billy Dees from the self-titled Billy Dees Podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks. Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy Dees. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you listen in. All right, we're enough. We've talked enough. Off, <laughs> we're back with more of Paul Cram. We're just talking about art, and yeah, it's really there's a formula, and sometimes there's rules. But like we always say, there's the rules to break the rules, and uh, yes, yes, um, yes. There's really no really strictured. Uh, people like always ask, how do you how do you get into movies? Well, you start making movies. Well, how do I make movies? And it's like you have to start there. Like, how do you make a comic book? And I was like, I always say, start drawing. There, yeah. you, Nick, you are tapping on one of my pet peeves, which is what? Um, when I'm talking to other, you know, I, 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 just out and about or whatever, I'll be chatting with people and they're, I'm like, I'm an actor. And they're like, oh, I'm an actor too. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. What are you, what, are you auditioning for anything? You know, and they're like, oh no. And I'm like, wait, what? And it's like this, this repetitive thing. It's happened enough where I'm like, okay, if you're not auditioning for anything and you're working as a waiter and you don't plan on auditioning for anything and you never have auditioned for anything, you're not an actor. Yeah. yeah. Like at some point you are a waiter. Yes. If I, you, if you're not, if you're not auditioning and you're never are going to, and you're kind of just not really, it's like, you're not an actor. I always use the story with my, uh, my students when they want to be an artist and they're not working. And it's like the old, it's the guy who wants to win the lottery. The guy, or the girl who wants a little, every day she prays, please, I want to win the lottery. God, please, I'll do everything. I'll, I'll donate. I'll just want to live, live with the lottery. And God's reply is like, well, you have to buy a ticket. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. You have to buy the ticket. You have to actually, there's, there's some, there's some, I, I'm specifically thinking of too, like, um, <laughs> not a lottery ticket, but, um, there was a guy that, uh, he was like, Oh, I like you're, you're, you work in, you work in like movies, Paul, like movies. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I, I'd love to do that. And I was like, well, happy to like connect you with some 
you know, right. some people or something like that, but you need, there's some, there's some things that you would need to do. Like you'd actually probably need to like audition and stuff like that. And he's like, Oh no, well, no, like, can't you just get me in? And I'm like, you have it. zero comprehension of like what you're asking. Cause, um, no, the answer it's, it's is no. It's very <laughs> deceiving how people think it's simple to do. Just make a movie, just assembling take two and we're moving on. Well, and even is, yeah. in addition to the production piece of it, like what you're talking about, where it's like that producing a movie and actually the, the, um, uh, I'm going to refer to abroad that we just shot up on the North shore. Like, um, it sounds so beautiful. Like it's like, and it, on one hand it is cause I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm working on this project and I'm in two harbors for two weeks. In addition to that, um, I'm working on overnights and you know, I'm showing up on set. My call time is 10 PM and things happened that this is specifically the last night I was shooting. Things happened. I thought I was going to be wrapped sooner. I did not wrap until I think it was 8 30 AM and they, we did not shoot my scene, this uh, fairly dramatic scene until 6 AM. So I was on set for the entire night which is really, it's part of the job. This basically, I guess what I'm trying to tell people is the job is hurry up and wait, be there. And at any given moment, you need to be ready to go on. And that sounds simple until you, until it's like, well, gosh, I'm tired, (laughs) you know? And it's like, no, I can't be tired. They're paying me. I need to be on. And right. I've, I've met a lot of actors on set who kind of you have to keep your brain and you got to get to bring jump ropes to bring something to yep. keep your energy up, yep. you know, and then it's kind of like, that's, that's good. I like that, you know, cause they know they have to be running or something like they that. They have to be, you, you have to be on and it's a different, it's just, a, it's a different thing. And, um, and I, myself, I am fairly, I'm outgoing, but I'm also not like, uh, I think every actor is, I, I, there's, <laughs> there's, there's the introvert, there's the introvert extrovert. And I ride that line and it sounds yeah. like, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I have the problem of, I'm like, I want every Tom, Dick and Harry in the whole world. I want them to love me. <laughs> and that's just not going to be the case. But in addition to that, like being on a set, I'm like, Oh, I really need to let, you know, my way of letting people know that I'm like likable and like them back is like by me talking and like giving them energy. And I've done that way too many times and then it's like my performance suffers so now i'm a much more insular person in general oh my god he's just anthony hopkins was talking about that it is his retrospective life of how so many times that he just was the extra friendly and his it didn't play out well on the film no but sometimes when he shut it down it it worked out well like science of lambs he didn't really talk with anybody really Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and i and i love that because I, because as someone who I, um, I get cast in a lot of roles that are very dark ish too, like silence of the lambs ask. I've done a ton of stuff like that. So like a lot of the stuff that I usually get cast as is either like super fun and funny or it's super dark and like super moody and super like, yeah. And, and to dive into those pools of emotion and and stay there and stay there and do that takes at least for me it takes a lot like it takes a lot of a toll it's like oh my gosh i need you know what i'm saying like yeah um but like marlon talked about playing streetcar named desire three times a day 
doing that same three times a day for a show for two months. Right. Oh my right. God. It's like, oh my gosh. That's yeah. Yeah. Screaming Stella having a meltdown three <laughs> times a day. Three times a day. And doing it in a way that's at least fairly authentic in some way. You know, it's like, that's, that takes, it's a lot of work. So, right. um, it's right. I think people have an, it's a, it's very deceiving. It's just part of your job is very deceiving how much hard work you have to well, put and, in. Well, and that pressure, that hard work, that um, <laughs> uh, two stories here. One yeah. of them is from abroad. So that overnight was happening and we knew that we, we were shooting in an airport, the Duluth airport. And oh, okay. be, and um, my scene has is supposed to happen at night. It's It's tied to the story. It's very important. It cannot be daytime. So... Because it was, you know, approaching 5 a.m., 5.30, it's like, Uh-oh. okay, okay. Hey, the vampires are leaving. And That's my cue. Yes, the vampires are all leaving the airport. Um, and we can see the sun's coming up. Yeah. You can start to see it. It's and- always my cue on set. Hey, the vampires are leaving. We better get... <laughs> vampires are gone. In a, and, and, and as a performer, it's like I'm standing there and I'm like, I still have my entire scene to shoot which is, it's a few minute scene, which um, if you think of a, of a few minute scene and it's like, wait a minute, all that coverage, the medium, the close-ups, any other pickup type shots need to happen now in the span of, it's, I don't remember what time it was getting to be, but right. it's like the sun is coming up. We haven't started yet. And I can see the directors getting, you can, t- you can feel it. I can feel this. It's like, oh, oh like, okay. And... The collective, mm. the collective like that. And, and it's like, and this is where me, this is where it's like, okay, this is why, I, this is, this is why they cast me. I am going to walk in and, and, and Giovanni, he told me this. He's like, he's, he, he, before I even went up to Duluth, he's like, Paul, I need you to walk in and just be on. There's no warm up time for this. And that's, you know, it's daunting as a performer. It's right, like, yeah. because you don't, I didn't get 50 takes to like warm into it. It's like the sun is coming up. You better get it together and do the scene because we only have two, maybe three takes yeah. per and you can't do a camera safety. setup and you we can't, can't, do, can't do a safety and can't. we can't do all those things. So, and that's where, that's where it really becomes important to be like, okay, there's a lot of pressure right now and it's all coming down to this, you know, I'm, I'm sounding really dramatic, but it, technically is it's like this comes down to this entire cast this entire crew you have people from south korea you have people from italy you have everybody's here and they're in you have to be on that's a lot of pressure and um i remember uh this is one other story i wanted to just share as well um the very first film that i worked on in hollywood was with edward furlong the kid from terminator Terminator 2 and american history x and all that stuff um I I had I was on set and again this is where this is where my my greenness is going to show a little bit but um I had not worked on a film set in Hollywood before and like they they you know I hear the walkies going off and they're like where's Paul Cram we need Paul Cram on set and I hadn't even been through wardrobe so literally like it was a it was a high pressure moment I get on set and like 
this isn't a hundred percent my fault, but it is one of those. It's like they, for whatever reason, somebody was like, we're going to shoot this thing on film. They were shooting on 35 millimeter. Oh, they went film. old fashioned. Okay. They went old fashioned and do not ask me why. <laughs> um, cause that is so expensive. Right. And, yeah. yes. um, and the director's like, okay, Hey Paul, nice to meet you. And I had not like, there just was a few things that I would do different now at being a little bit more seasoned. I would have put my foot down and said like, no, you need to talk to me as if, you know, there was, there was some things where it was like, this is too much of a yeah, learning. This is too Le- much of a pushing, pushing me. And I don't even know who you are. Yeah. Um, and it got really, so, so he basically, I stand in front of the camera. They're like, okay, do you know what scene we're doing? And I was like, actually I don't, which one is it today? Like things that I just was, I was a little green. Um, and they're like, okay, it's scene, you know, whatever 32 and it's a, and I, and I, in my internally, I was like, Oh crap. Oh no it's the scene where I have to break down crying <laughs> and I should have been told that by production, but I right. also should have known, like, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I it's, I think it's healthy. You have to know about it. Right? It's, yeah. it's, it's a two way street. I right. should have been a little bit more prepared, but the production really should have been a little bit more prepared, but they were dealing with, they're shooting on 35 millimeter. Like what is going on anyway? So the, the director calls action. I got nothing. Nothing's coming out. Like I'm not able to just cry and right, cry. You're thrown That's, into chaos. Yeah, scary. I'm thrown into chaos. The director is like, "Cut!" And he's like, "Paul, do you know this scene? Can you do this? What is your problem?" And I just was like, I think I stuttered a little bit. And he he came over. He grabbed my shoulder. He pried my eyes open. He blew on them, and he did this. And what? he and he kept them open for a full like minute. And he's like, okay, he's tearing up. And he's like, ready and action. And he shoved me back in front of the camera. And you better believe I did cry like a little baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's a, di- a learn different from watching. Uh, well, how Spielberg and Tom Hanks talked about uh, about crying on set because you know, there was uh, Tom Hanks talked about it when he did Private Ryan, and after every day exhaustion, Spielberg's like, "Okay, tomorrow I'll let you know you gotta cry," and it was like, "That's I needed that time to know where what place I was gonna." And he goes, "This is the mark." There's a lead up to it, yeah. yeah this is where yeah. you're gonna be. This is the mark and everything. Yep. Which is, I think, it's a healthier different perspective. Oh, it's a, it's so much healthier. Throwing everything. It's so much healthier. Right. I would say that that experience for me was. On one hand, it's a good experience. It's also very violent. Like it's it's well, there's there's no reason there's no reason to do that. Yeah. And if any director ever tried to do that to me now, I'd either a punch them in the face, or b I'd be like, yeah, you're under a lot of pressure. Bye. Yeah. You know, see if you can find another actor in the next because ten minutes. How we got how I got here is not my fault because I was on set and costuming is late. Some of it, some, yeah. some of it was that. And then yeah. some, like, I want to say, it's like, there is a shared, there's a shared lift that should have happened and it didn't yeah. happen, but it's not all on me. You know what I mean? And he was putting it all on me. And in addition to that, like there's these beautiful things that are called tear sticks and it's like, you know, give me a tear stick. And like, I can expecting a human being to cry on command. I, I can't cry on command. Can you? No, I know. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's ways and there's things that we can do to make this, as authentic as possible. Anyway, yeah. th- that rather was, than just having an assault happen, <laughs> having an assault happen. Um, but, th- <laughs> but those are very real things. Like I remember, he, 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 the director. I want to give him a just a smidge of leeway where it's like he had a point. Meaning, there was an entire crew. There's, they're shooting thirty. I mean, the expenses that were happening moment to moment to moment, every moment that I'm, you know, standing there, it was a good learning lesson for me where it was just like, time is money, baby. Right. 
Well, I always mention to people when I work at a, you know, uh, if you can manage to say um, the call time, you know, be here at 10 p.m. That's that's late sometimes. Showing up on set at 8, that's the minimum we're asking of you. If you really want to be here and if you really can, you should be a couple way, way early than the call time. The call times for myself and the prod productions I've been on, there's no wishy-washy with it. It's you need to be here this time. This is your time that you're going to walk on set. And yeah. there isn't. Um, no, I. You know, it's it's, a, it's a, it, again, I think it's those tiered things, too. Like I, I get getting I don't know. I Productions are hard. Nick. Well, I used to. Uh, yeah. I think my listeners know I used to be a football referee, and I used oh, you to did. Be, I used to be in charge of crews. I would recruit okay. the crew that I was going to work with, I would, locations and jobs and everything. You are just <laughs> the perfect person then to run, actually, like a production. Like this and makes perfect also sense. Also, teach crisis management, intervention, and prevention. So I'm not going to have a meltdown. <laughs> but <laughs> I think you're. I think the, that that skill set sounds but my, ideal. My, my requirement is I don't care if you're talented, know all the rules, and can do the job. If you don't show up in time, then we're we're not having it, and that's it's one of those like expect me to everybody wait for you. You know, if I say we have to be on the football field at five thirty and you show up at five twenty five, I still regard you as late because we have to do costuming, we have to do inspections. You know, everything has to look professional. Well, and that's exactly what my experience has been with these film productions. Is it's like yeah, I have my call time. My call time is when I need to walk on set. Uh, or not not on set. My call time is when I need to walk on the production lot, basically. Yeah. And then I have my on-set call time. And generally, yeah, there's a lot of things to go through. I mean, I have to go through things like wardrobe and I have to go through things like hair and makeup. And, you know, and if there's a, if there's a, a stunt or something, I mean, th- that's all technically should be factored in on, on a bigger production. It will be factored in. Right. Cause um, they have time because, because there's a person, there's, production there's a production management. That's going to be like, wait a minute, Paul can't, Paul can't show up five minutes before and then you put, put those squibs in and you know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's not going <laughs> to work. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, it's bringing up after, after we came from break. Cause so many people, Oh, I want to be an actor. I want to be a director. There are so many increments that you have to control and manage before you're just being creative of a scene. You have to know paperwork, man. You got to love paperwork as a director with call sheets and readings and contracts and everything. There's as a well lot. As managing, There's a lot. Yep. Managing 20 different people around you. And people are going to ask you questions. And it's not just whatever. It's let's try this. They want an answer from you even though it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a big piece of it. In addition to like, I love, Oh my gosh, the creative part, like working with directors and work and creating and stuff like that. That is a fraction of the work that is involved. And the camera and everything is working. It's like, Oh yeah. 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 And in, in addition to that, having an agent, having a union, having, um, you know, myself networking and like knowing connections and it's just like, no, I'm, I'm in business for myself. And that, that's why I, I just, I chuckle a little bit with, with, um, friends and stuff where they're like, I want to be an actor. And I'm like, I think you want to, but there's a big time. You want the payoff. You want, you want yeah. to be on camera doing that, but it's like all this other stuff. There's, there's a lot to it, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I hope I'm not like dissuading anyone. I think there's a place for everybody. So. Well, I think it's, it's, well, I, the reason why I go to the referees because as a spectator, I thought I could do a as better job as the referees. I thought, I, you know, they're how it could be awful. They're so awful. I could do I could do this. Right. And that's right. how I really got into it. And then I realized all the stuff you have to do to work. 
and all the stuff you have to years upon years where I could go on a football field and make it go smooth that people didn't realize I was on the field. It's, it reminds me of a saying I I heard recently, which is just echoing what you're saying, but it's, um, it's when you're up in the bleachers or in the stands watching, it's not until you're in the game and you, you see why some people made the decisions that they did because you're not aware when you're in the stands of what, maybe what's coming at them or what, you know, the knowledge that they might have of, of certain things. Um, yeah, yeah. So it it gets, it gets interesting. And also you have to talk to the coaches, both coaches before the game starts Mm because you have to approach them and know them. And I, and I, my favorite story is, uh, when I was reffing football, I would never call holding in the first quarter. If you, any referee calls holding in the first quarter, they're awful. Because what (laughs) I would do is, I would tell the coach, hey, 77 better clean it up, coach. And you give him another water. Hey, 77, you get, you're too big, guy. You should be, this is lazy. Get, right, get ordered. Right, right. Because by the time the second warning, I throw a flag on him. Are you going to yell at me? Is the coach going to get mad at me? No, he's going to get mad at the person. Hey, he warned you three times. Right, and right, 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 not, right. Now right. it's pressure off me. You're supposed to do your job, and I did my job. So it's a lot of that communication that happens on the field with referees and coaches that's a they, we call it cradling i cradle you okay i gave him a warning you got a warning you're gonna get your warning because the coach like you gave him a warning hey you're gonna get your warning too so it's a lot of playing and a lot of navigating that people don't really see that's happening well and, and that reminds me so much of like um oh what's the word it, like onboarding where you're where you're kind of starting to teach someone a new skill set um, and yeah. I think about, um, like specifically in the world of acting and like, um, back to like more creative talent, like, um, like I've done some voice work and I've done that specifically because the agent there, Kate, um, was like, Oh, you haven't done this before. You know what, Paul, I'm going to send you, I'm going to have you do auditions for this for voiceovers. fully knowing, fully knowing that like I had, like my skill set wasn't there. And she's like, I want you to build this. I want you to learn this. I want you to, and I have, and I've, and it's worked. And, um, sort of that onboarding of like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is, you know, kind of, um, right. not refing per se, but it's that kind of idea where it's like, I like what you said, the word cradling, where it's like kind of cradling and helping, helping you along so yeah. you understand, um, I mean, I'm using the voiceover world. But, but I always tell my new recruits, you're yeah. going to, you're going to be awful. You're going to be awful. And that's actually, that's, a, that's why you keep, that's what, yeah. that's be exactly awful. why, like Don't what worry. I said earlier, where it's just like, okay, so you're wanting to be an actor. You're saying you're an actor, but you're never auditioning. You're never going to learn. Yeah. You'll never learn what works Understand and what doesn't work. Well, what's, what's not going to work, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or what the rules are. Or what you can do and what you're not supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Like Jurisdictions. That's yeah. my favorite word. All your jurisdictions. <laughs> yeah. I think the kids say stay in your lane. But like you said, when, especially when I was doing charge of crew and before I was a director, this is your jurisdiction. You cannot, you can have no reason to criticize somebody else for their, that's their job. Oh, and Nick. Have, yeah. Oh, so they, Nick. This, There's actors I've worked with where they literally have called cut. <laughs> And they have, you know, one actor I remember, and I was, I was just shaking my head. He was, he was trying to tell the director of photography how to do the shot. And I was, I just was like, nope, nope, you are going to be, you, A, you'll either, either get thrown off of this set or B, you'll never get hired again. Like, this is not your job. (laughs) Right. No. It happens 
I've had seen happen before on the football field where somebody referee yelled at right, you know, right, right. And so, but you have so much information you have to worry about yourself that you have no business going into something. I used to ref college football, and I would say I would, I only did a few games because it's really, really boring because you're in charge of an area. You're only watching a specific area. You're not watching the entire game. You're watching just a little bit of the little part of the game the entire time. So if you're you know, where the passes are downfield and I'm the downfield referee, that's all I'm watching. I'm not watching anything else. <laughs> yeah. Just those two guys yeah. playing the entire time. And it's so boring. <laughs> but everybody's like, but you got to do college football. That's fun. And I mean, 20, 40,000 people in the fans and everybody's cheering. It's like, yeah. you don't know how <laughs> Where I can be at a high school game and I'm the refer I'm responsible and I get the in charge and I love that far more better. But when I move up in college, I had to do the micro micro referee and I didn't like that. But pe some people did. Some people like that. But it's just for me, I wanted to do more. Yeah, knowing what you want to do. So yeah, and we talk about levels and tiers. Mm -hmm. If you're really committed, this is how it's going to be. Yep. If you really want to do it, this yep. is how it's going to be, and it's a full-time job. It's a business, and sometimes it's not going to be the most glamorous thing in the world. You know? Exactly. Sometimes exactly. you're going to eat just sloppy stuff, and that's the way it is on set, or sometimes you're going to be sweating, and you have to put the same clothes on the next day. And oh, oh my gosh, especially in the, yeah, some of the genres I've worked in. Oh my gosh. No, uh, the Soviet sleep experiment, Barry Anderson's film that I, that I was in. Yeah. Um, my character winds up on the... Uh, we shot in a warehouse. I, I shoot in warehouses, I guess, apparently, <laughs> all the time. Um, and I have a thing with cement floors, but um, <laughs> the character, I, I wind up, and uh, there's a lot of action going on in the scene, and my character, he's he's wounded, and he lands, uh, lands on the floor, and he's down there for quite a while Okay. Um, in a pool of blood. Where this gets interesting as a performer is it's, we shot this in the middle of winter and you can imagine oh, a warehouse you. that, yeah, concrete, yeah, yeah, you can imagine concrete in winter in a warehouse that, yes, it's warm, but then they have to shut everything off because we're shooting now and yeah, I'm laying on the concrete and it's like, oh my gosh, it's really starting to get cold in here, but we're still filming and we're still filming. And at some point I'm like shivering and Barry's like, cut. Paul, he's like, I'm really sorry to ask this, but can you not shiver? You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm trying not to, but it's also, there's only so much you can do. I'm fighting the elements here. Yeah, right? fighting yeah. the elements. But there's yeah. also not a lot that Barry can do because it's like, well, we have our set built here and the concrete's not heated and you kind of just have to grin and bear it. And that's what I say when it's less like, it's like, mm, how glamorous is making a movie? It's not terribly glamorous. Like laying on cold concrete for eight to 16 hours for a few days. How, yeah. It's like, how much, really how much do you want to be an actor? I'm getting paid to do this. It's a job. I'm doing it. I'm enjoying like, the process somewhat but it's yeah. just like yeah i i don't know i'm, I'm it's a little there's a little, lot of things i yeah. relate to because my experience with refereeing you have to love the sport because mm -hmm. it's gonna drive you nuts yeah yeah it's exactly. gonna you're gonna hate it sometimes you're gonna do, you're gonna make a mistake and everybody in the stands knows them. they're gonna yell at you and talk, tell you dirty words and you're gonna yep. scream and holler and yep. then you need to ring in your ears for the next couple of days because you're in the stadium but you have to enjoy it and you have you to enjoy. You have to enjoy the whole. And that's process. what the first yeah. thing when I when I did like what I, the coin toss with the kids, and I come in, I go. The winning is the result. We're here to have fun. Right? Yes, yes, and yes. If you're not having fun, I don't want you, because you're going to go with dirts and bruises and everything, and you might lose. But at least you got to play football. 
Well, exactly. Yeah, yep. You got to play football, but you, you have, have to, to love yeah. acting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <At the end> <laughs> of, <laughs> so, Paul, is there um, a dish? We talked about like a, a worst edition. Was there an, actually a contrast? Because I love contrast. Was there one that was a really great edition? Um, you mean as far as like a production that, that wasn't maybe as grueling to work on? Is that what you mean? Well, no, audition that was really Oh, well, audition, yeah, audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really audition. Well. Um, sorry, I misheard you there. Um, the, yeah, you know, actually, I think I mentioned now that I'm thinking about it, um, well, there was that that recent one with Abroad where I really felt like Lynn Blumenthal had my back. Like that felt really good because she was like, good. you're not quite hitting it. But that, but um, yeah, there's there's a specific one. It was, um, there was a movie and I and I worked on it, uh, Wilson, that was here in town. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm, you brought it up. <laughs> if, people, if people like Woody Harrelson, you'll love Wilson. It's a fun movie. Um, but I remember, uh, again, Lynn Blumenthal, she was casting that she brought me in and what was so wonderful to me as far as for that audition process was Lynn was like, Paul, I know what you can do. I don't know where to put you. So I'm going to have you do a bunch. And, and it was wonderful because I remember I went into to the audition. It's kind of frightening, but exciting at the same it's time. It's frightening and it's exciting and it was beautifully where I was just like, oh, okay, let's yeah. do this, you know, and uh, reading for just a really broad range of different characters. And I, I, I remember meeting the director and he was like, well, so what are you reading for today? And I was like, what am I not reading for today? <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, okay, huh. And we did a few of them. And he was like, he's like, Paul, he's like, I got to let you know. We're going to put you somewhere. I don't know where yet. Okay. But he's like, we're going to do something. And I was like, for me, that was that was one of my favorite auditions because it was, uh, well, for one, it strokes my ego. Right. We like, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah. We don't know, but we know we're going to work with you. And that's that to me was just wonderful. Like <laughs> I, had a, I had a great time playing different characters in the audition and then yeah. having that support of Lynn and then also also having the director be like, ah, I get it. I see it. Let's play with this. And you if know. I remember right, if I've seen the movie, you're in prison. I am in prison. I'm, in pr- I'm, I'm Woody Harrelson. I can retain things. I'm Woody Harrelson's cellmate. Yeah. Okay. And uh, fun, fun, tiny little fact with that. Um, we we did the scene. It was it was literally these scenes in Wilson are so they're just it's a, a ser- the whole movie is like a series of vignettes. Right, it's like yeah. this little vignette, this little vignette, this little character, this little character, and so we did the scene with me and Woody in the in the cell. And then, and I, I, I was really glad that somebody mentioned this to me. They were like, Woody Harrelson is one of those actors where if you kind of let him know that you're game to improv and if he likes to, he'll, he'll do it with you. Um, and so I was like, I'm, I'm feeling this. And, uh, so the, and it, and it made it in actually, we improved, um, like this scene oh, where we're both down on our, on our hands and knees praying and like, <laughs> Um, it was it was improv and we were like and they kept it in the movies. So. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I like that. I usually call that for fun. Let's yeah, just, exactly. Let's, let's have fun. Exactly. We let's got, have fun. We kind of want it, but maybe we get mm-hmm. something better. You know, you can have a little fun if you guys really enjoy doing the scene together and everything. Yeah. Did they really yeah. lock you in? Uh, you know what's funny is that we filmed in a prison over in St. Paul. Yeah. 
And I, I, you know, was in my trailer and then they were like, okay, we're ready to bring you over to set. And they drive us over to set and I walk in and I'm like, wait, what's going on? Like, I thought we were going to be in one of the cells and they're like, they're like, actually for you and for Woody, they built the cell and it's (gasps) built on the, so it's a fake cell, Oh, which is weird to me because I'm like, we're in a prison. Can't we just use that cell right there? But they actually built a cell specifically for he and I. Okay. Um, now that now that to notice the magic's gone, now I can see that. Thing. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was like interesting. When you, when you tell me you, this was supposed to be an elevator, then I realized, oh, you took a closet. <laughs> you used a closet. <laughs> and you just put mirrors um, around and then yeah. strobe lights on top, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. that was interesting to me that they that they chose build to a, build that. Uh, so you you built a cell in right? a yeah. It's a, it's totally weird. So there's a there's a prison cell built on a basketball court in a prison. <laughs> like it's just layers of odd. <laughs> it's a weird. This movie, just making movies, is always just a little bit of weirdness to it. Yeah. Peter Bogdanovich said it because if there's no, any, if there's no weirdness in the mo- making the movie or in the movie, then what is it all about, right? Yeah, there's, what's a, what's going on? What's a little bit of surreal all the yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what's next for you? Next for me, I do not know. We'll see. We will see. I like we'll it. See. It's just almost yeah. like that audition. I don't know where we're going to put them. I don't know what, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's next. Um, You're doing the podcast thing. I'm, I'm podcasting here yeah. and there. I'm, you know, I like, I like social media a bit. So I'm here. I mean, I, I love, I've love hate relationship with social media. So I'm, I'm out there doing things and podcasting and um, there's, there is more, there's some irons in the fire, but I don't really, I'm like, well, we'll see what happens with it all. Yeah. Yeah. And you're reading scripts and books and reading scripts reading yeah. books and do you have a um, favorite book oh good grief that's like asking somebody what's your one-time favorite movie it's like oh my gosh there's so many um like a really good one that you have just recently something it's a, that's it's recent, on your, it's on recent? Your, uh well yeah. i'm enjoying the one i'm reading right now it's young adult fiction it's called scythe and, oh, how do you spell it uh s-c-y-t-h-e okay All scythe right. yeah um it's a fun i like the premise uh, it's it's dystopian, futuristic sort of sci-fi. <laughs> Not really sci-fi, a little bit, but they have basically yeah. the premise is that they in the future they figured out how to people basically you can reverse your age so nobody oh. dies anymore. So now they have to appoint Grim Reapers because if nobody ever dies, it just and never. So, yeah, somebody has to be in charge. Somebody has to be in charge. So a little bit like Logan's Run. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, that. but I, I like the theme in it because a lot of it's just talking a little bit about kind of that idea of it's like, oh, if you had to, if it's that playing God sort of idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. enjoying that one, um, but there's a ton of, oh my gosh, my, I have so a little so bit like um, that whole premise also got taken for this like sausage party about you're the food that gets picked. Oh, <laughs> and you get to go to the almost like their heaven. You get like, to go to yes. Yeah, so like, oh, I got picked. I'm going to yeah. paradise, and then you realize, yeah. oh my god, what is this? Right? Yeah. yeah. The author is doing something really interesting in this. What I like is because, um, like, showing how, like, specifically, there's a, a a young girl in it, and showing how her friends, because she's in training now to be a grim reaper, how those relationships shift, and her friends suddenly are doing what we all do as human beings when we find out we're gonna die, which is like her friends start being like, "Oh, well, like you wouldn't pick me, right?" And like starting <laughs> to besties, barter, right? starting yeah. to barter, and be like, "Oh, hey, if I give you this, would you at least let me live till Christmas?" You know what I mean? Like right. there, there's a, there's a. I, I like what he's doing where right. I'm like, cause it's so human. I, Hey, 
18 years of refereeing or 20 years of refereeing. I know all about it. <laughs> keep <laughs> yeah. it fair, right? Can, yeah. Here's yeah. a box of yeah. chocolates for you at halftime, but keep it fair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know all, yeah, all about the cradling and the, the bargaining. Cradling. And I love and that. It's called I scythe. I love that expression. Scythe, scythe as in like Grim Reaper no, scythe, yeah. I'm getting my bearings now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I love that expression that you're using, cradling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm mentally putting that in my Rolodex because I'm like, no, I think, I like that, I like that. So, yeah. Well, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure. I learned lots about process just talking with you and filming and everything. Thank you. Thank you. I think you. we give a little sense of reality if you really want to be an actor. Somebody listening, the experience. I of, hope people can have. I mean, you can, can have your something. dreams, but we have to understand it's it's not all soft pills and cushy moments on set and everything. There's a little more you have to put into, you really have to love it to get in the environments that you have to do. Yeah. And you yeah. have to accept that it's going to be no more than it's going to be yes, a lot of, especially without Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's part of the nature of yeah. it, yeah. Paul, thank you for coming. Uh, as you know, it's not over till the guests say it's over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right.